All right, everybody, welcome to FTF Podcast, episode 20. We made it. Roman numeral XX. I'm here with Ed Zitron, who is at E-D-Z-I-T-R-O-N on Twitter, and I am Drew Toothpaste, spelled exactly how it sounds. Ed, what's going on today? What's up? Yeah, so today I I put out another article with Deadspin, and I'll get to that in a second. Actually, I'm going to talk about selling an arcade machine. That's how I'm going to kick <laughs> this off. So have you ever sold anything on like, you've sold stuff on eBay. We did that last time, but have you ever sold anything local? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have. So I had this like MAME arcade machine, but it wasn't quite MAME. It's a whole mess. If you know anything about what I'm talking about, good on you. But you can get like a MAME arcade machine where basically it pretends to be an arcade machine, but it's really a bunch of USB. I bought this wonky one that, from a guy a while ago that was like the in almost the insides of a real arcade machine, but connected to a shitty PC. And it's just oh, been yeah. like a fucking night, nightmare the whole time. So I sold it very much like buy a, not buy a beware because it worked. It just didn't do the stuff I wanted it to. But I put this thing, it's like a full feature fucking arcade machine, 750 bucks on OfferUp, Facebook, Nextdoor. I actually sold it on Nextdoor to like a really nice guy who was like, gave me the cash. It's like wow. super nice. But I swear to fucking God, it is impossible to put anything. I, I've spoken to a few other friends about this. It's impossible to put anything on without someone just offering you less than half. <laughs> yeah. Like just, yeah. I had eight people offer me $300. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, no. Oh, yeah. Even when I turned around, because he was like, I want it for my kid. I'm like, I could do 500. Like, I'll come down a yeah. bit, but it's cheap. It's like, this is like, if you were to buy it new, it would be two grand. And I, did, I paid less than the money. I paid less than that, but I paid more than 750. I was even like, I'm just getting this shit out my door. Like, this is going oh. into like a proper cabinet I'm going to build and all this shit. But this, these guys were like arguing with me, saying like morally I should sell it to them. Three hundred. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I uh, and then one was I like sold- three hundred dollars, but you need to drop it off to me. I was like, this thing weighs <laughs> like one hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, like, you you are coming to get this, and you're not paying me that much. And then a guy agreed, negotiate, tried to negotiate off. Yeah, like he was like, I'll give you five eighty. I was like six hundred. He's like, no. Uh, I'm like, it's 20 bucks, dude. Fine. I was like, fine, whatever. Come get he's like, I'll come get it in an hour. An hour and a half later, he texts me saying, I'm on my way. I'm like, no, nah, mate, uh, it's pretty late now. Come tomorrow. He's like, fine. You know what? And he's like texting me a whole bunch. I'm just like, okay. Uh, <laughs> have a good one. Yeah. Just these people. Yeah. Every every experience, every time I'm the buyer, I'm sweetness and fucking light. I do everything I can to make it easy. I'm like, you can Google me. Do you want a picture of my driver's license? Like, do you want to make sure, like, I'm a real person? Yeah, I, I guarantee I'm not doing a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like, no, I've got a, no, you're you're playing right into my uh, my novelty account where I go around pretending to buy stuff. Uh, I, I, prepare, no, uh, I pretend to be an, a quasi-internet famous PR guy. <laughs> and I defraud people on offer up. Yeah. Yeah. That's my baby sh- baby shoes never worn two dollars. <laughs> baby driver never worn. <laughs> no, so I, uh, I you know uh you know I sold a car. I sold a car a while ago. This this was car. uh 
Yeah, well, I I owned the car. It was like it wasn't a, a I you know it wasn't like a, I was I was doing something funky. I didn't steal the car. I I owned the car. I'd actually driven the car all over the country. Uh, great car, little uh, little Honda. Uh, pretty much just you know bog standard reliable car. So I had it. And I sold it, and I think I wanted uh, twelve hundred bucks for it because it was real old, and it was all dented up. Like all, basically every neighbor I've ever had ran into it, and uh, it was just all fucked up. Uh, and you know, it all worked okay. It all worked okay, um, but like a hamster through chewed through the seatbelt. Like just when you have a car for fifteen years, just shit like that happens. Uh, so I put it on. I put it up for sale, twelve hundred bucks. Uh, and I got no fewer than 50 emails. And this was on Craigslist. I got no fewer than 50 emails and people offered me as little as $100 for it. $1,200 car got offered $100 for it. Uh, ended up uh, having a guy who was a teacher who came back and paid me $1,200 for the car. And he went and test drove it. And uh, everything was fine. Are you there? I can't hear you. Oh, you just got a phone call. Okay. Well, Ed, uh, Ed just texted me and said he got a phone call. Very sorry. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> that was actually the guy from the arcade machine. So. Oh yeah. He got it, and it like half the games aren't showing up. This is why I hate selling things. Because, like, if I can afford to, I will give shit away rather than sell it if I'm doing well enough. Partly sure. because I want yeah. to be generous. Partly because I never want the responsibility of having taken money for an item. A service? Sure. An item? No. I hate it. Because oh. then someone's like, ah, well, it doesn't work. And I, I have responsibility. I love shit. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, oh, I, uh, you know, I used to buy and sell when, uh, well, I guess... More or less before when you could very easily make music on a computer, mostly in the 90s. I used to buy and sell hmm. like synthesizers and drum machines and stuff. And uh, I, I, you know, about about 90% of the purchases would go fine. You just you'd send the thing and you just literally never hear from the person. And then sometimes you just hit somebody and they're like, uh, you know, it. it you had tweeted, and I think this was last week. This was Gary V. If you guys don't know Gary Vaynerchuk, oh, that uh, fucking you can you can Google him. But he was bragging, right? He was posting that, it, and he's just he's crazy rich. I mean, I don't know how much money he has off the top of my head. It doesn't matter. But he he could basically buy what he needs. But he's going around to gar to garage sales and haggling with people just like to prove that he can do it. And that's like yeah. the vibe I get. That's the vibe I get is people do it because they want to feel powerful. Do you think that's what's happening? Oh, yeah. Thank you for bringing this up. I forgot how much this fucking infuriated me. So Gary V in this video, he's like this. He's like this real rat looking guy. Like, he's like, like it's nothing. Nothing physical about him looks like a rat. It's his sneering tone and the way he like looks at yes. people. Like a real yes. nasty little little fucking shit and this guy looks worth like, like he wants million dollars he looks like he wants to bite you he does yeah he want. he looks like someone who would absolutely have their giant friend beat you up than tell you then like really shit talk you 
Like, <laughs> yeah, you little thing. And he talks like this. Eh, he's got like a real nasty, nasally little fucker tone. So oh, his man. new thing is he goes to like ga- garage sales. Garage yeah. sales. I don't know. You fucking say words. You can anyway, no. That's how English. you're. That's how. That's how you're supposed one to of, say it. In one English. of the country. Like yeah. I'm British, yeah. but in America, so like my brain just just gives me different signals depending on the day. Um, he went to the so garage. He, goes, he, he, he went to yeah, the garage. He goes sale. to this person's like front doorstep. He's like, <laughs> and he sees these cars. And he goes and he goes like, "How much for all of these?" And they're like, "There's fifty of." Them. There's like he's like. There's like a hundred little cars and he's like, okay, here we go. I'll give you 40 bucks for them. <laughs> yeah. And they're like 50 and he's like, no, 40. And then he gets them and like, they're pretty yeah. happy. And he's like, ah, yeah. you got me. And he's like, eh. he goes, destroyed their faces. So this guy is <laughs> worth like a hundred million dollars. Yeah. He is such a little fucker. I despise was, him so much because he's like destroyed their faces. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes and into his car and like rifles through the box like a little ghoul. He's like, <laughs> looking through the box, he's like, this one's worth like 50 bucks. He's so proud that he defrauded these people. He's so fucking proud of himself that he, like, conned these people into giving him probably, like, if he's lucky, like, a thousand dollars, probably more like 200 bucks. And he's so fucking proud. And what in his little ghoul goblin brain, he is like, ah, yeah, this is because I'm smart. And it really is like, this guy could... Go in there, and I actually think this would be a really endearing thing if he went in there and like, here is two thousand fucking dollars. I don't want to even look at what you got. I want to take it. I'm going to sell it on eBay and see if I can beat that amount. This would, a, oh yeah, yeah. Really, this would, this would click into his hustler bullshit. It's also because right. I don't believe, by the way, he will ever sell any of those things. Like, <laughs> well, that's what uh, I think he sells like two of them or makes his intern do it. Well, that's that's what I was gonna say. Is uh, selling on eBay for me is always a situation where I'm like, shit. Like, I need money. Like, I need money this month. Like, it fucking sucks. You always get uh, these bids from like the Ukraine or something. And like, the thing is, is half the time if somebody buys something from the Ukraine, it's because they want it. And the other half of the time, it's a scam. So it so it sucks. Right, because you're like, well, you know, it's probably fucking hard to get, uh, I don't know, a drum machine or whatever in Ukraine, right? And uh, selling stuff on eBay is something where I won't do it unless I'm like, I literally need money this month to like pay bills, right? So it's it's incredibly joyless, and like we discussed, I think we discussed last time, uh, eBay is something where. You will sell a record to somebody like I own LPs. I'll sell some LPs. I'll sell an LP to somebody for uh, $8 and it costs $4 to ship it because that's how much yeah, it costs cause... to put it on a truck and everything. And then they get it and they're like, record was great, but the shipping was too much negative feedback. And then, you know, so it's like and that, what's, but this is the thing like this guy, it's not just that this guy 
has no need to really negotiate that $10. But I get why he'd right. do that. If he'd have ended it there, I'd have been like, well, he's kind of a turd, but I can move on with my life just because it's like, okay, he gets his rocks off from the negotiating. I can see that. Yeah. It isn't totally, he's not totally reprehensible for doing it. It's the fact he's like, destroyed their faces. I can make some. <laughs> nasty little bastard. <laughs> fucking ghoul. Because it's like, this fucking nasty bastard goes out there and like takes this. He, like I said, the thing, even if he'd given them $500, yeah. they're selling shit from their house. They're happy to see rid of it as well as making any money they can. And this guy, like, well, if I was any of those people and I saw that video, I'd be like, fuck Gary V. I'm going to run him over with my car. Like I'm going to, I'm going to fucking chase his car down. I'm going to knife his tires. I hope he dies. <laughs> Just like, I would be, like how offensive is that? And it's the worst of this one percentery as well. It's a condescension. It, it's a pride in getting one over on people below you. It's yeah, really yeah. just sickening. It's it's and you know how a lot of these um a lot of the a lot of these uh, richer folk they usually show their asses with like a particular issue like Israel Palestine or just anti-Semitism or sexism. They usually like one issue will show. Gary oh, yeah. actually managed yeah. to escape talking about that with his over positive positivity garbage yeah and then he's like done he does this and it's oh okay you just this is what how you get your rocks off also apparently horrible to work for really not surprised he was given his dad's winery which is worth like a million dollars and his entire thing huh. his his company just does like social media shit and it really is shit it's like we run your twitter account again any job <laughs> when i'm in pr i look down on is bad like that is you have to really be. And I consider like I consider people at McDonald's like a hundred tiers above me. Cause those people have a real oh, job. That is a real fucking job. Not just the service, but you have like fucking hot hot oil, horrible hours. Just like fucking you know, terrible. You know uh uh you know what I like and and I think it's a win win situation, Ed. Uh and if any of you guys listening to this uh have experienced before feel free to feel free to reply or email us whatever let us know uh this is this is something that i really take pleasure in and i i realize that it's probably not like a hundred percent uh a hundred percent just like uh uh what's the word selfless because it's not selfless but here it is so so i went so i went uh i i got I went and I got dinner early, right? And I I drove through uh, fast food. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going to shout them out because they didn't pay us. I'm not going to say which fast food, but let's say that I drove through fast food, and I pulled up and I did whatever ordered it, whatever paid. Uh, everything was nice, and then the person was like, "Oh, we're out of this item you ordered. You know, pull up here and wait." And I was like, okay. And I wait, I wait, I don't know how long I waited, five or 10 minutes, whatever. And the person finally like trundled out to the car and he was right. like waiting to get yelled at. And I was like, Aww. hey, thanks, man. Have a good one. And he just like Aww. visibly relaxed. Yeah. Like the, the and he was of, like, yeah. yeah. You mean they're kind of retracting yeah. almost? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, no, but then I felt great. I was like, I, it, it, but I felt great because I was like, see, I didn't yell at the guy. I'm a good guy. <laughs> it's kind of why, like, like fast food people. It's whenever a mate or sometimes the wife will complain, be like, "Ah, oh, they were really rude." I'm just kind of like, it's easily the worst job. Like, it's like if you think about the badness or goodness with the job being like the amount of work plus the average difficulty as far as like how nasty people are to you like fast food oh yeah you have a constant rotation and just a whole bunch of shit constantly happening yeah and 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 like the thing you're you're just one person away from being fucking screamed at for like you didn't get my grundle burger (laughs) <laughs> exactly and and you know the company uh the company basically uh puts these people in the front line so you have somebody to yell at like you're not gonna and of course you know with the advent of twitter uh you know people can yell at companies mostly airlines yeah. but uh it and of course and that kind works of which is it. just not the front people yeah not the people at the front yeah no no, not the not the the folks who were working there at the desk. You you know, uh, I think basically the companies sell this image, whether it's fast food or airlines or or whatever. They sell the image that everything will go perfectly, everything is a perfectly repeatable experience. You know and what if you're going to get. It's the pros' fault. Yes, if it it's doesn't, it's because. Pros. It's because the individual owner was not abiding by the franchise agreement. It's their fault. Oh, no, and I was so taking they, that you know, a step the, further. It's these, oh, these yeah. minimum wage people we roll out, these proles, they're, they're failing you, these scabs of humanity we have rolled out versus the people <laughs> who just McDonald's is the option they have. No one wants to work. No one gets up in the morning and is like, fucking A. Except the people, like the CMO is probably paid like $2 million a year to be like, how can we trick people into believing that's coffee in the coffee machine? (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I'm not... uh uh, I'm not a big uh, fast food eater, and it's actually, uh, and and this goes into something we've talked about before. And it's not, I'm I'm not snooty about it. I think it's pretty good, whatever. Yeah. But uh, it's really easy to order like 1,500 calories worth of stuff, and and neither Ed nor I are like particularly huge dudes. So I I think Ed, you probably sympathize with uh, not wanting. You know, you get a little a little burger, a little fries. And it's like most of what you should eat for the day. And so it's like very hard. The only other side of that I have is if I do like a 45 minute workout, I can burn like 700 to 800 calories. So I'm like, fine, fuck it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like on like a really big day, but no, it's totally right. But also it's not the people making it's fault. And I actually quite like Wendy's. I admit I have had the opposite reaction with Wendy's to, I think the one they want. Because I actually like Wendy's, but yeah. their social media has made me not want to get them. <laughs> well, um, you know, I I think they they kind of led the charge with the whole you know humanizing the brand thing that we've talked about before, um, and and yet at the same time, 
At the same time, I think that there's an echo of the idea of, you know, putting somebody on the front line. And uh, the thing is, is that, you know, when you work for this company and you're, you're in this job and, you know, you're interacting with the internet, you basically are like face to face. And it's, if it's abstracted through a brand, it's not so bad. If somebody, uh, if somebody is yelling at you and, and, you know, telling you bad things about yourself, they're not saying that. I mean, they are saying it to you, but really it's easy to say, well, you know, they're, they're saying it about Wendy's or they're saying it about Taco John or whatever. And, uh, I, I think that the folks who run those accounts, uh, you know, we've talked about, uh, you know, the brands themselves, the companies are co-opting this depression, but I think, you know, people, the, the only way for, uh, for those accounts to not exist and the only way for those jobs to not exist is for people who have knowledge in, in skills and education to actively refuse a paying job, which is very hard to ask people. So I just want to read a tweet from Stakeham. Okay. I'm just a kid, but the kid is scratched out and replaced with brand and life scratched out. Twitter is a nightmare. Responded to by Plucker's Wing Bar. Your marketing strategy is a dot, 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 simple plan. So I assume that's a simple plan quote. Staken responds with, you win the tweet responses for today, Pluckers. <laughs> you know, Stakeham, uh, so you know. Finishing dinner at restaurant, which you're definitely not doing while eating Stakeham. Me, I told them it's our anniversary. Her, what? Server removes tray lid revealing chocolate covered cheese steaks. Her, oh my god. Me, is something wrong? Her, it's perfect. The fuck are you talking about? Are you fucking, you fucking, you fucking asshole! And of course, like, <laughs> like a thousand people like that. Like, what the fuck are you people? About? It, people. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So people love like that, but it works. I love shit it that works. makes no sense. Pe people get what they get out of it. And here's what I think. I'm I'm like coming around. I'm on like big I'm on like big empathy, you know? I'm not going to buy I'm not going to buy something because I see an ad. You know, I'm probably the the same kind of person you are where if I see a really quirky ad that seems like it's targeting me, I'm like, "Fuck you. Don't target me." That's not like, targeting. This isn't targeting. Okay, <clears throat> this is what pisses me off. Not just like the craven bullshit, but this is not just a problem with Stakem. Like the other day, I saw a VC tweet: "Meditation is like saying thank you, comma next for your thoughts." So what pisses me off is this shit where it's a sentence that approximates a few things you know, so you hit the retweet. No fucking thoughts, because if you sit and you think for two seconds beyond, I know Ariana Grande's song. And I know what meditation is. Just hit the button. Give me the fish biscuit. It's this. It's this shit where it's like that doesn't even make fucking sense. First of all, thank you. Next, for your thoughts would be mindfulness. Someone responded and said that, which is very true. Shit, that's so, sounds more like CBT than meditation. If anything, meditation <laughs> is the consider consideration 
of single thoughts. It's not saying thank you next. You fucking just like it, and this you shit. know there's like, it just pissed uh, it's there's a it's not, there's a dumbing then, there's a dumbing all down that Statecom where, is doing and these other companies are doing is that on mass they are pulling together slight references to things you might know putting Statecom in them and then shoving it up your ass well and and you know <laughs> so in retweet so they seem like they know what's going on well, people, no people know, you know what I think, Ed, I think there's a simpler explanation and I think it's one that's maybe even darker. I think people retweet things that brands post because they like the brands. They like consuming the product. I've, mm. I've eaten steakums. They mm. are meat. They're like cooked. They're like meat and fat, right? It It's. You know, you cook them and you put them on a sandwich and it's like, it's pretty good for like cheap food. And I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not saying you should run out and buy them or anything, but I'm saying it's a food item that many people like and many people, uh, enjoy. I think there's probably people for whom they, they really, they see the product and they're like, oh yeah. And they do like the, the, uh, uh. Shit, I keep thinking tool improvement. They keep doing the Tim Allen barking sound at it. They're like, yes, Steakums, they rock, right? And then people see it and they just retweet it because they're like, fuck yeah, I love that. And I mean, like, there's people, there's, I'm I'm not even like digging it up right now, but there's people who follow Starbucks and they want Starbucks news and they want to see what Starbucks says because they like going to the store and they're loyal to it. Starbucks makes sense. Starbucks makes sense. You could reasonably go to Starbucks every day. I'm actually not judgy on Starbucks. I'll go there. It's fine. Yeah, and no, I'm I'm just I'm just picking but, out a brand and saying that people people gonna, like the brand. Something, by the way, dinner was yeah, French yeah, go ahead. toast and steakum with big strawberries. Now I feel sad because the weekend is ending. I think. Uh, but see, and look how many truly horrible pictures. I mean, I mean, it's uh, uh, it's like pan, it's pan cooked meat. It's like it's like processed meat. I mean, it is. <laughs> it's less it, about what it is, I, and more what it does, and what it's doing, and what I am constantly seeing. And I think that that's I see. What I don't me a bit bananas with it. I think that it's so. Just, do you see? Do you see people like pushing this stuff into your timeline when, like, when you're scrolling? Do you see no, people when I get like, pissed off? I, because the only I am sharing right now a little bit of behind the scenes action. I actually just tweeted out that thing just because it looks disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna share that share because that's gross. But I'm screenshotting it because I will not give them even the slightest fire. I also will not. Let whatever fucking ad agency prick, the kid that's working for his dad's company, I will not give them a single iota of engagement that they can then report and get paid for. I will not see that happen. Goons. <laughs> I feel like I will just turn this, if I'm not careful, every episode of this is just going to be reading these tweets and getting angrier and angrier. But Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
you know, I real brown. It was it, like I, let's just move on from this because otherwise, I will spend every episode of this like pissed yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. At, oh no, it's fine if I'm pissed off. It's oh, it's not great. Fine if I spend my entire time pissed off at Stakem. You know, so, you know, you can you on. can take a you can take a few minutes. That's that's great. And and I think it's important I think it's important to point out that people legitimately like advertising. People like interacting with it. Oh, I yeah. think people I who think, claim they don't. I think it, as much as anything, it's it's a matter of people legitimately enjoying it. If nobody enjoyed it, then it wouldn't exist, but a lot of people enjoy it and it makes money. So, you know, whether or not we like it and we partake in it, it's something where we're reminded that there's like this, this uh, heaving mass of humanity out there who literally watches television for the commercials. Yeah, let's move on before I get talking to television. So <laughs> there's this show. I've been watching that I'm insane for. And I have this weird thing for those of you listening who came in through Drew, not through me. So most of you, I have this thing that I've done now twice where I will find like an entertainment product. I've actually tried to do it multiple times, but the two successful times with the show, person of interest and the movie gamer, it's about basically these things that when they came out, they were kind of, if not total failures, they were lost in the kind of, miasma of tv at the time or lost in like just not enough people watched them or they got talked about in a way that was boring and as a result no one really fucking watched them they kind of hung around until they were killed off sometimes completely and early sometimes they managed to finish but with not as many episodes as they wanted anyway so there's this show called deadly class that actually just got greenlit to write a piece on usually go and speak to people who made it and i get a bit into it and what kills me, and this is something that isn't just about like shows that people don't watch, it's watching this, and I say, I say this knowing I'm a hypocrite, saying people who write about TV is stupid, but people who write about TV are fucking dumb. <laughs> um, because this show, Deadly Class, it's about a school for murderers, like a school for assassins. Now, yeah. just so we are clear. Like many shows which have a premise, the premise is not the only thing about it. In fact, what makes it interesting is it really isn't about the school. It may be about structures and authority, but it isn't about that. Nevertheless, if you put in Deadly Class Harry Potter, every fucking dipshit moron asshole who cannot fucking watch a TV show and actually watch the TV show and listen to the things the people are saying, is like, five reasons we dig sci-fi as Harry Potter like assassin show. The Deadly Class comics are like a Harry Potter in Battle Royale. Deadly Class is a pointless Harry Potter for teen killers. Should you watch Deadly Class sci-fi's high school assassin Harry Potter show? Man. These are people who are multiple episodes into the show, and this is going to kill this TV show, this great, amazing show. Because people are unable to watch and consume stuff fully. I don't know if it's that they're distracted while they do it. I don't know if they're looking at their fucking phone. Or just oh, they are. are. They are. Yeah. So, so controlled by 
their schemata, like they have to relate, they have to relate themselves to something else. Yeah. That they are unable to consume something and read it and watch it without going, it's just like Harry Potter. It's like, it's like thing. I think that, I'm trying to remember when this started. I'm trying to remember what started this shit. Maybe it was the Bing Bong Theory. Maybe it was something else, but it's when people I, started I think being it, obsessed with references. You know what I mean? I, I think it just, I think it crept into the consciousness of of the world. And then people, uh, it, and I've always found, I've always found people who communicated through references to other media, whether they're quoting movies, even if it's a movie mm-hmm. I like, whatever, I've always found people that instead of using their own words, would just recite things that they had consumed. I always found that really antisocial. And it's, 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 you know, disappointing, but maybe not surprising that that continues. And especially with uh, Harry Potter, which is, you know, uh, just so we're clear, by the way, the main, the main character's impetus for everything is that his parents died when a, a former mental ward patient throws themselves off a building and falls on them because of Ronald Reagan. It is a transparently anarchist show based on a comic, but I have not even read the comic because I want to just consume the show. It is like this weird, like anarchic show where everyone is a loser. Like everyone is like, but not like a classic. So so it's real. Use. Yeah. So it's like realistic because in real life, everybody's a fucking loser. Yeah. The kid is like, I'm going to kill Ronald Reagan. Like that (laughs) is set in the 80s. He's like, this is who I'm going to kill. And one of the teachers played by Henry Rollins, he's like, you have the thing that these kids need. It's not like a Harry Potter style. You're the magic kid. It's just, you're a little bit psycho. And that's something missing from these kids. And it's constantly coming back to how these kids are assassins, but really are still children. And yeah. how deeply effectual everything is and the seriousness of everything is. And it's great. It's nothing like Harry Potter. It's literally nothing. like I've read all the Harry Potter things. I've watched most of the movies. It's nothing like it. It's not like Battle Royale either. And I think that the references to Battle Royale are just because people are fucking racist. Because Battle Royale was Asian, and there's an Asian on the fucking cover of fucking Deadly Classes oh. logo on iTunes. I really oh. think that there's a degree of that. It's like, that's kind of like, it's got an Asian, right? It's exactly what that, more, now I've said it out loud, I'm like, yeah, it's definitely that. It, it, like, it's the prob- school is run by Benedict Wong, and there's okay. a Japanese girl. It is nothing yeah, like that- Battle Royale. Maybe it- when there's the great exam, that might be kind of like Battle Royale. Also, Battle Royale, very uh, overrated movie. It was very cool when I was a teenager. Uh, I watched it again I, recently. I was like, eh. I don't think uh, I don't think I saw that. I think it's uh, uh, you know I had a I had a dark period, and you know it's it's great in retrospect, but I really fell out of step with the world. Uh, in uh, it, in the in the late well, back to the referencing thing, it, yeah. I, no, I was just gonna say in the uh, in the late nineties, I was like, uh, uh, you know, I I had some personal problems. It is what it is. You know, I was uh, I was a 
a young adult. I didn't do anything bad. I just uh, had some personal problems with dealing with the world. And so uh, I, I kind of dropped yeah. out of touch with the world. And, uh, you know, I didn't pay attention. Like I, I think I talked about before, uh, I, I didn't know that 9-11 had happened until it was like sometime in the afternoon. I, I was driving around and I was like, it's a nice day. There's nobody out. This weather's beautiful. I'm yeah. just gonna go. And you were just like, <laughs> you were just pleased that like no one was on the road. But that makes sense. But before we were all hyperconnected, how would you know? Absolutely, yeah, but yeah. What gets me is this hyper-referential stuff. And I've hinted at this before. The things you like and dislike, especially on Twitter, I found at the moment really and let's take out of like all the fringe stuff. That's like if you like racist stuff, yeah, you're a racist. You're just Sure, movement. Like if you're like a big fan of like the original Birth of a Nation, you're probably racist. It's just going to assume if you like watch it and you're like, ah, oh, I get the I get the meaning behind this. Yeah, probably racist. But like liking or disliking stuff, and I mentioned like Patty Mo likes Fraser and who cares? But it really has become like a club, like a weird club. And my favorite ones are the ones I don't know if you've seen the people who uh, put movie titles in all caps. Ah, no. <laughs> no, I haven't. No, you're not seeing that? No. Tell, tell me about it. Uh, so what it is, well, no, it's really simple. It's these people who, they put movie titles in all caps. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's just that for some reason they do it. Yeah. And I think it's like a style guide thing from like film academics that some of them started doing, which I think is fucking hilarious because it looks so bad. It's like, the movie orifice in the office all caps it's it's just it i have always seen and perhaps because i'm an old internet user i've always seen all caps as yelling yeah yeah so it's like the movie john wick (laughs) it and people there's this whole thing now because of like the worst people online like you can't dislike the last jedi I've noticed that. Uh, yeah, that's a whole. Like the Last Jedi. That's a, my reasons. That's a whole my thing. My reason though. for not liking that movie is like fairly. It's developed in the sense that I didn't like it, and I don't judge people that do. Sure. But I literally said I didn't like the movie, and someone and someone said you're sexist. Oh no! Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't understand, but apparently it's because, like, I guess it's because the main lady is a lady, and because it's a movie for lady, but it's not for lady, it was about a lady. If you don't like the lady movie, you, you, you're sexist. I don't not like The Last Jedi because of the main character, Ren. I think one of the girl Rose, I don't think she acts particularly well in it, but also she got harassed off Twitter. So that sucks. Like she shouldn't have been even told anyone didn't like it. No one should have gone. No one should go to an actor or an actress or, or a fucking like writer and be like, Hey, you fucking suck, bitch. Hey, that movie that you poured your heart and soul. I despise it. And I despise you. You fucking rube. Like, that is gross. Like, leave them alone. I don't, uh, you know, one of the big plagues, I think, that 
it, it kind of accompanies our modern society yet is the idea that still, you know, and and I've said this before, you know, we consider ourselves to be modern people. Our society is is certainly the most technologically advanced society that has occurred on earth uh within the last uh you know, let's take it back a while. Uh, you know, within the past two or three thousand years, there may or may not have been more advanced civilizations that were here before us. But you know, that's a discussion for another time. Uh, we are the most technologically advanced society that really has existed in "quote unquote" modern times, and we still cannot distinguish an actor from the person in the movie. We can't distinguish the person playing the role from the character. Generally, as humans, it's a huge cognitive deficit that nobody can get over. Uh, for example, very sad, uh, Luke Perry, and this is just today, so when you listen to this, it's going to be yeah, he later. Did, he died, didn't he? Yeah, he, uh, he died very young. Uh, well, he was in his 50s. It's still pretty young. It's, it's still a huge bummer. Um, and people are eulogizing, of course, the character. And I'm sure when when the cast of Friends dies, because look, unless uh, uh, in unless uh, you know they defeat the dragon, get the immortality serum from the cave, and like you know pull the lever and do all the stuff in the mission, uh, none of them are going to be immortal. So one by one, they're going to eulogize the the characters, not the people who like made decisions on what to order on a menu and and not the people who uh no matter you know how much money or fame or anything they had probably uh regularly took a dump and the dump was like painful or it was too liquid or they had spicy stuff and that was like ring of fire and it was like all this stuff they still had all of these problems and still uh, they're they're gonna write uh, uh, the character's name. They're gonna put the character's name and say uh, he or she was so good on Friends. I will miss. Uh, I will miss the guy. I will miss the lady. And they yeah. miss the they miss the character. And I think uh, I think this is. I get not missing the actor. Yeah, I get not missing them. Well, yeah, yeah. No, you're not. But also, they are not the same person yeah yeah you're not going to and i mean many people watched breaking bad it was an award-winning drama and the characters from the yeah. show could not go anywhere when they did go places in public people would yell at them the lady who played uh skyler the lady who played her would go out and people would yell at her and and they would they would say bitch and stuff. They would be really nasty I, to I her. I followed Brian Cranston for three months yelling knock knock. Man. And, oh, and people no, oh show, and uh uh the show? No, I no, I'm it. the Did you not watch the show? No, I watched There's a bit where he goes, I'm the one who no, knocks. No, I'm the one who knocks. So, I watched it and he had So I always tweet I, I always I tweet uh, Walter Bad knock knock. Oh, you actually did that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I th okay. Well, that, that's that's pretty that's pretty I love it good. When my jokes land. It's, it's 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 the it's the it's my success as a comedian. Uh, I could uh God, I could okay. never, I couldn't. That was a, yeah. I could never be a comedian. Could you imagine that? Like, uh, 
it's you're pretty married to the sea is very funny yeah but uh you know writing sitting and thinking about stuff and then concentrating it down to these little things that you you are forced to view in a certain way is uh you know i i think that maybe seems like it would be hard it is hard but in a different way from uh actually being a comedian i think that would be extremely difficult I got, um, it was a little over a year ago, uh, some friends of mine who have a podcast called Street Fight, great podcast. They've been doing it for years. Yeah, I've, I've, I have yet to sit down and listen to Street Fight. I really enjoy Brian though. Yeah, you you should. They're really naturally funny guys. Uh, anyway, they invited me and, and I, I got on stage with like, and it was literally a few minutes. It was not very long. It was very hard. It was very hard. It's really funny how uh, how hard it is. You know, you can talk, especially on a podcast or when you're fucking around with your friends and hanging out, whatever. You can even, uh, you know, if you're if you're telling a story in front of a few people at a party or something, you know, it's really easy to be like naturally funny and relaxed. But you get up on stage and everybody's looking at you, and that's like. That physically takes some getting used to. That changes your thought patterns. Oh, and I think I don't I, do speeches anymore for PR because the ones I did, I I think what because I can only do comedy that I find funny. Yeah. Uh huh. And that Venn diagram of things I find funny and things public relations and software people find funny <laughs> they are like in different rooms did they have you those circles are in did they have you like reading uh unix jokes and stuff no no i just i got up there and i it was like a day after this big hit piece had come out about xenophytes where people like fucking in the stairwell and i got up and said hey there's our house band friends with xenophytes and like one person just went <gasps> Oh just no! Just completely silent room of like nine hundred people. It's like <laughs> <laughs> awesome, and I had like a glass of wine, and you're meant to drink it, yeah, like across the whole thing. Yeah, I just fucking downed it because I was nervous. <laughs> it wasn't like me. I was just like, oh fuck, and it was just bad because there's like a PR person on the panel too, and they were super oppositional. They wanted to disagree with everything I said. Oh Christ. And there were multiple times where I was like, I want to fucking destroy you on this stage, but I know I can't. I know everyone will think I'm the bad guy. And then I walked out and someone was like, was that guy drunk the whole time? <laughs> With the this is just a great sign of how people are huge cowards. Because I turned around and said, mate, I fucking wish I was with people like you in the audience. <laughs> and he just, he literally turned and walked the other way. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. He walked back into the auditorium. <laughs> There's one exit. Yeah. I I fucking love people. No, I I anyone who could get on a stage and not just fucking shit the bed, I'm impressed by on some level because it is scary and anyone saying it's easy is able to turn off a part of the brain I cannot. Or they're a sociopath and I like to believe it's the former, but it <laughs> terrifies me i think you have and being funny i mean every time i've been funny it's because i've made myself laugh internally with a joke 
every time I try to be funny, it is painful. It hurts my, it it hurts, man. Because I'll I'll do it. And I'll be like, ha ha, fuck, that's terrible. And like everyone will be like, yeah, that sucks. Like like setting like setting up a classic joke and executing it. That's that's hard. And I guess and you. You know, I can pull off a bit, but only because I know the people will laugh at the component elements. Right, right. You know, kind of like the Twitter thing I was saying, but with good delivery. <laughs> yeah. Well, the uh, the the thing is, is that uh, you know there was a there was a minute on on Twitter, and and it always comes back to Twitter because you know I'll, I'll apologize if you don't. If you don't use Twitter, you don't like to read it, whatever, I understand. I have to use it. Ed and I both have to use it. It's like, you know, it's like the subway. You don't necessarily like everybody on the subway. It's like it's like the subway if there was a racist in every car, and then the racist told you his racist ideas while you were riding to work, right? <laughs> but so nobody nobody necessarily loves it, but, you know, you, you have to do it because that's that's how things go now. And there was a time on Twitter when people primarily were posting and there was this big wave of people posting this very uh I I wouldn't call it clean humor but very like logical humor like 1 2 3 humor like puns and setups and jokes and gags and that was like something very popular. And then uh, yep, the Fav Star years. The Fav Star years, exactly. And then that kind of, you know, there are guys that still do that, but uh, man, it's uh, it's rough now. Basically, oh, no. Fa- so for those unaware of what Fav Star was, Fav Star, whatever you call it. So Twitter, first of all, used to have faves, so favorites instead of likes, and there was this thing called favstar.fm, and there were, and there still are, but way less now that. Favestar doesn't exist. There were people who were just day in, day out, just throwing shit against the wall. Just every post was a fucking like. And I've complained about people who still do this. They sucked even more back then because they were all desperate for engagement. And kind of like Jomni Sum, these people were extremely, I want to say litigious in in emotive state. They would never actually sue anyone or have any actual confrontation with any human. Right, but these people would be like, "You fucking stole my fucking joke." I was the one who came up with the fucking joke about, and I've I've gotten someone's case like fucking what's his name, Bucky Isotope or Fred Delicious. They're the same guy, I assume. I uh, like he stole like a really obvious joke. Yeah, I always just respond with like, "Great joke, where'd you get it?" Just because it it makes them look bad to like three guys, and it's like really satisfying to me. Yeah, <laughs> just a bit a mean person. Yeah, but yeah. like if I make a dumb joke that goes somewhere and someone steals it, I only hate it because I know they're trying to sell that engagement to someone else. I'm not fucking. You think anyone cares about me because of like a joke I made? No. I but these people used to every fucking day, and they would delete shit if it wouldn't get enough retweets. Yeah. Like, what is insane to me is watching them workshop, because sometimes I'd follow them, and I'd watch them go like, what's the deal with airline peanuts? Nope. What's the deal with sandwich? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) And these people would also, they would logically put themselves above, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Fuck Jerry. They'd say, fuck Jerry steals. He's below us. He steals. Yeah. So he's bad. 
what kicks ass there is you are the same level of scum. <laughs> you are not writing amazing jokes. You are not a stand-up comedian. You are not a fucking genius who is scraping the... You are scraping the bottom of your barrel and formulating jokes in the hope that you can... Because the one thing Twitter doesn't have is a real punchline. Yes. It doesn't have timing. Yes. Maybe it has line breaks which have timing, but it doesn't have the things that make great comedy really fucking funny, which is timing. And in context and intonation, maybe it has context, but intonation, and it just doesn't have the real magic. But these people see it as the same. Yeah. For some reason. But it all died out because I think they realized only three of them could get book deals. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, there's a guy who just makes puns all day who got a fucking book deal for the. And I'm very bit. I, I'm not even going to pretend I'm not. I'm like super jealous and bitter of anyone who gets a book deal because I had to self publish mine. Oh, I just did man. it right. And I've seen books that are worse than mine get a book deal. It gets me really upset. Like, I, I'm not going to try and cover this up with a justification. I'm a bitter, sad, angry person when it comes to books. So, thank you. No need to, no need to worry about me hiding that. But, <laughs> yeah, no one needed that information. So, but I see, like, some guys, like, I got a book deal for the puns I make. That, that makes me angry. But also, only some of them could get money from it. So there was this point when they were like, how do we actually monetize this? And the answer is you can't. You cannot actually monetize being a comedian without becoming a comedian. Jomni Sum, for basically pantomiming having a mental condition, it's not an alien, got a book deal and all this shit because also he's an MIT-educated guy and lots of people enjoy the fact that he pretends to care and he's definitely horny so i'm <laughs> gonna try and justify that moving on uh but in you know a i TED talk as well i saw that yesterday oh no he's giving a ted talk he's giving a ted talk the theme is bigger than us that's that's bigger not than us that's not good i mean i think I think a lot that of makes me angry. I like think that, a lot like, of remembering that just like sent me down that rabbit hole again. I think a lot of people dislike that guy like very uh very viscerally. And uh but let's not talk about that again because yeah. I will go the whole episode. <laughs> I'll go another hour and a half just fucking well, just and reading tweet after it. I'm already looking at them. No, don't this, like, close um, the tab. Close the tab. Look, like, look. the The thing is, and and I think I wish I were kinder to myself. I suck so bad at it. I'm a, such a big stupid idiot who can't do anything right. That is out of the fucking horny guy's playbook. Horny guy's playbook. Great movie with Bradley Cooper. Anyway, <laughs> um, that is straight out. That is the. That is straight up like a, I'm so sad I shouldn't be alone right now shit. Closing the window. Fuck. That was close. But these funny guys, they, the guys who go on the thing, there was something really desperate about it, though. Because when they realized there is no end point, there is no cash out point, there is no point at which you can make the likes and retweets liquid and sell them on the stock exchange. And a lot of people, I think, find this. A lot of people just doing thought leadership garbage. They find the same problem. They're like, oh, shit. How do I actually, how do I actually convert this into money bucks? How do I make this 
into money. Well, and and it's and they can't. There's it, no way. It's really rough because I think there are ways for anybody. And and this is you know this is sort of what I do for a living. I publish stuff online. I make stuff that's funny, and I very you know a, a lot of it is like uh, uh, circumute uh, circum. I I don't know. It it's very it's this very uh, complex way of trying to make a living out of it. Just basically so I could do more of it, etc. But. Uh, you know, one thing I figured out very early was, you know, making drawings and I'm putting, I'm, I'm making these little comics and, and putting jokes in them and they're sort of funny and kind of backed into, uh, making t-shirts because I had made t-shirts for, you know, a musical project I had. And then I was like, oh, I guess I could make shirts of this. I tried out a few of them. They worked real well. You know, I sold t-shirts. So, uh, yeah, the, the thing is, is that to make, money saying stuff that's good or funny like you have to come up with something to hook it into to make it something that is inherently valuable because posting stuff that's funny is considered by people to be free and so uh i totally understand i understand it is free it is that's why no i mean it is it is if you post all day it is a free service you are not being paid to tweet Right. And, and, you know, I think that people certainly get desperate when they spend all day long doing something and then, uh, you know, they have to try to figure out how to, uh, monetize it. And, you know, uh, there are a lot of people out there and it's also really rough because there's a lot of people out there who will say it, if you ever make any money, off of, you know, working really hard on making something that a lot of people enjoy and a lot of people connect to, uh, if you ever work real hard on doing that and then you sell some stuff linked to that, then you're fucking up. You don't need to sell stuff because capitalism sucks. And it's like, well, see, it, it's, yeah. it's really, it's really rough. And, you know, it, because you have people who are online and they are literally grifting money. They're posting constantly saying Venmo me or or PayPal or send me or whatever. That's all, that's always a weird one. I if someone's like Vic, here's my Venmo, I'm going through a hard time, totally fine. Totally like absolutely fuck. I'm probably one of depending on who it is and what the thing is, I'm probably one of the people who go funded me. Like sure, I, I'm sure. like the guy who who does that, but it's the people who are constantly posting their Venmo. It's like Amazon wish list and stuff. I've never really understood that. Uh, yeah, I I don't totally get it, and I I mean I understand the pathway of how it goes. I understand that the first time you post it, you know, you get some return from it, and then of course you have diminishing returns, so you become more and more desperate asking for free stuff, and so. I, I mean, and uh, also getting money for no reason seems like really fun. Like a, it might be addictive. Oh, it's <laughs> it's really bad. You you never want to if you're listening to this. Uh, when shit happens easily once, the moment it becomes difficult, it's uh, like I like like June, July last year. My business was at this point where had. 
the ball's gone our way, we would be huge. Yeah. Huger, bigger, even more huger um, than we are right now. We're doing fine. We're doing great. We're actually getting back up there. But I shit you not, I remember talking to my dad in person because my son had just been born. I was like, things are looking huge. I'm not going to do anything, though. I'm scared. And he's like, no, you should, you should invest in the company. I'm like, no, what if things change? And he just goes, quiet. He's like, huh, I mean, yeah, probably they will. I'm like, what if they change really badly? And then they fucking did three months later. Uh. <laughs> and because I didn't go on a fucking crazy hiring spree, I was like, we were fine. Yeah, yeah. Whole way I built my company is that my guy's like, like they are protected. We don't do layoffs. We, do, we stay our size for that reason. Also, one of the reasons I find like companies that build that grow for no reason with no real revenue or profit, like they're truly awful. You protect your guy, protect your people. But anyway, what was that? No, but the moment you like start doing well and you start believing that you're as hot shit as you may have been told you are. Oh yeah, that's so bad. Like getting anything easily or free. Absolutely. He, like the natural reaction to it is to assume it will happen again. Oh. Not me, though. You need to go through a bad divorce and, like, a few different life changes. You'll be fine. You you will never expect anything to go perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> well... Great lesson. Just have a horrible divorce. What's a great... I appreciate it's a great life tip. <laughs> no, uh... Yeah, so, don't, don't... You don't need to get divorced. So, uh, but, but here... So here's the thing, is that, uh... And this is something that I think is a stumbling block that hits a lot of people, especially the folks that we talk about, especially the folks that you really just hate with a burning desire. And I, I understand why. Uh, mm -hmm. The thing is, is that if you're making something that's funny, the response from people is that people will tell you that you are great. And this is very, very pernicious. Here's the thing. People will tell you that you're great. And if you, Ed, have you walk down the street and a thousand people tell you you're great, you're like, well, fucking a thousand, oh, yeah. thousand people told me I'm great. I'm obviously great. And so here's the thing is that people mm -hmm. don't like me and this took me several years to realize and i even i don't have a very good opinion of myself i have a lot of self-loathing you know i'm very critical of the work i make which on one hand you know i i think helps me to make my work better but when people tell you that you're great because you made a product that they like, or you make, you write, or you draw, or you create, or you sing, or you musically perform, or whatever kind of art you make, they tell you that you're great because the art, what they're saying is they really like your art. And that's all that it is. Yeah, they like what That's all that it is. And so the problem that crops up, and you're going to see this with all these people Ed, that that are are new jacks right to this scene they're gonna come in and they're gonna do stuff and it's gonna get popular and they're gonna start thinking i'm great about themselves they're gonna say i'm great and so they're gonna make things that are that are being put out that are being created and the premise is that the author is great 
not that the yeah. the premise is not that the author is working really hard to make something that people connect to and enjoy, but the premise is going to be that the author is great, and so they are not going to hit, and it leads to a crisis of conscience. And and what happens is a lot of folks, and I saw this a lot in web comics. I know how it goes. I totally sympathize. And I'm I'm really, you know, if I didn't hate myself as much as I do, I could have very easily fallen into the trap. As they say there, but for the grace of God, go I. And folks will make stuff and people will tell them that they're great. And they will make things that are sort of based on the idea that anything they do is great rather than trying to continue to make things that themselves are great. And so... Yeah. And, and so... And there's the assumption that nothing will ever change. And this is so right. much beyond, though, even the subject of what we're talking about. Because this is something that you see... Like, look at Facebook, very grand version, macro version, I guess, where, like, they... So in the press for, like, a solid eight years, ten years, people were like, Mark Zuckerberg can shit in my mouth. Like, I love him. Whatever he does, he's the genius visionary. So when suddenly like all the bad stuff happened and happened enough times in a row that people could no longer just talk about him being the dream child, things went bad. Yes. Look at Theranos. Now, she just was lying, but people were saying she was a visionary, a genius, and all this based on very little. Yeah, yeah. She probably believed it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not sympathetic, even slightly. Absolutely. I got no sympathy for her, but it's very much a case of, like, she began to believe it. And so many people have. So many people believe. And I'm not going to pretend, like, I'm sure you're the same way. There's probably a small part of you that's like, I make good shit. People find that funny. On some tiny level. Because I believe everyone, even people who are quite self-loathing, have, like, a little bit of that. Otherwise, it's really difficult to do anything. If you truly believe what you are making is shit, and people are wrong for liking it, you'll never make another thing just because you won't have any reference for what works. No, I mean, that's that's so, true. Yeah, I, I do have some confidence. But what I'm right, getting at right. is, yeah, it's easy to believe that when a good thing happens, it will never end, especially when you have been through a lot of bad shit, but not enough to totally break you. And I don't say that with any romanticization on people who've been broken nor do I think I'm some kind of philosopher king. I'm just saying that there is a certain level in which if you haven't like if you haven't seen been hit in the face enough, or you are like the other way entirely, like you're so desperate, something good happened, you're thinking maybe just maybe it will change. That's why that's why like the removal of hope is so horrible. And I imagine that probably a lot of these five star guys, when they realize that it wasn't that the bottom fell out, it's that there was no bottom to uh -huh. it. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty sad when they couldn't convert that into a social media job. Well, it... What? They probably looked, and they looked back and went, shit, what did I do that? Why did I do that? Now, the smart ones are go because I like the attention, which is fine. Go right ahead. Like all that attention. Slurp, slurp, slurp. Delicious. <laughs> Enjoy the attention. It's great. Feel good about yourself. It, the world's quite unforgiving. If you feel good from the little fish biscuit, great. I, on some level, I'm fine with that other than Johnny Sump. Fuck you. <laughs> but um, 
those who then couldn't convert him. Yeah. And those, if anyone was thinking, how can I monetize this straight away? Like Johnny, I think that they are horrible unless they are a working comedian. So if you're a working comedian and you're workshopping material on Twitter, that's fucking great. God bless you. That's oh yeah. I, cause that's just, you're just doing your thing in a different way. I, I do. It's just absolutely. The- I have taken things that I have posted on Twitter and I'm like, that's a good idea for a comic. I made a comic about it. Cause you, you can't steal from yourself. No. I, I am the only person I steal from and it. And it's fucking great. <laughs> I have accidentally stolen things in the past. I have like someone has referenced something and I've said something similar and they've gone, this is just not my shit. I'm like, oh God, sorry. I've deleted it immediately. Oh yeah. I can't even remember the last time it happened, but like, I was like, oh my God, sorry. And I've like retweeted their thing. And the last time that happened, someone was like, fuck you anyway, you fucking thief. I'm like, Jesus. All right. All right, buddy. Damn. (laughs) It's like easy. Easy there, man. What's up? Uh, Funniest thing that happened earlier to me was a totally different subject. So I put Drill's like blurry Jack Nicholson picture on my Peloton profile. His his what and picture? I now? It was very funny. I saw it. His you know his, oh it's like, Jack, Nicholson. Jack Nicholson okay, picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I put that as my profile on Peloton because it makes me laugh because everyone has like a picture of them or their kids or like something normal or like their bike. I have a picture of Drill as like Jack Nicholson. It's very funny to me personally because like no one writing is going to get that. It's just for me. Right. So I post a screenshot of like my profile screen. It's like I'm loving my Peloton profile right now. Some guy responds with, man, you could at least call him out. Sorry, you could at least give him credit at Drill. (laughs) I'm like, who? (laughs) You. You could at least give him... And he says, it looks like you're using Drill's Twitter icon. And I said, not for me. I'm really hoping the guy keeps going. Just because, like, it is a new version of the question mark. Yes. Yes. And actually, yeah, last week I also got domed because I pre... Bar Preet Barra Bahara? Preet Barra Let me find Preet Barara Barara Yes Yes Baraka No <laughs> That's not his name Um <laughs> I don't remember what Preet Preet Bakarat did And this is not Like that's just my inability To say his right, name Right 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 No I understand I understand Um So Last week he tweeted During the Michael Cohen Congressional like meaningless speech where nothing was asked that really amounted to anything and really ultimately everyone got their hopes up for exactly what we knew was going to happen and who cares but he tweeted the midterms were important and I quote tweeted him and I said when you've run out of things to tweet because it's just like such a lazy fucking it's just it's a thing for resistance people to read. Right, and right. I do believe Preet did it in the vein of, I want to tweet something and get some retweets. It's like people who believes, people that believes, that's great English, um, people that believe that they are the smart genius occasionally just fall into this state of just brain freeze. I don't know if Preet's good or bad. No one has given, no one's updated the uh, fantasy sports interface I use to judge who's good and bad and Oh, yeah. 
I think he's good, but he also might be bad. I have no idea. I really don't know who he is. I probably should. And someone was like, don't you know who he is? I said, no, I'm really dumb. And I really maintain that. <laughs> like, I, I really maintain. I'm very stupid. I, uh, you, and I love... Do you know who he is? I know who Preet Bharara is. Yeah, he is... Uh, what... what was that, was he one of was he like attorney general during the financial crisis maybe yeah he was he was the uh, oh okay he, oh, <laughs> yes he was yes. Uh, he was in the it's like a half court show oh my god it was total it was a total flyer it, it uh, he was something yeah. during the Obama administration I believe it I believe he was the attorney general. Right. So he does this, and then I get one of my favorite things that happens on Twitter. This happened twice. This will be the second time of angering the most lame people when they get mad. So just so we're clear, this is like a before it was effing birds. So this is a account called effing birds. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it before. This guy goes two yes. things. It's like Swear Trek, uh, where it's gifts of Star Trek, and he puts like Scotty goes, fuck this, and like a bunch of people that hate the Big Bang Theory, but literally are the Big Bang Theory, get very excited. Ed, Ed, and then effing birds, where it's basically what you do. Are, are, Drew, yeah. Yeah. I understand, but literally with birds. Well... Do you have a history? Should I not be talking no, about that? No, I, I actually, I don't have any uh, history with this guy. Basically, uh, so what I I do, and I think... If you've if you've if you're listening to this because you're familiar with my work, uh, you already know. But I one of my uh, comics I make takes vintage illustrations uh, from throughout history and recontextualizes them by rewriting captions and then photoshopping different images together so it looks like different things are happening. And uh, it's you know the the juxtaposition of the old with the new is you know just this constant context. That makes it much easier for me to write jokes. Um, and Effin Birds is a guy who takes illustrations of birds and he makes it so the birds say fuck. And I think for literally, literally one of the latest ones, well, look at this, is a chicken. And it says by the chicken, what the ever loving fuck. I do not know why any human finds this funny more than once. I imagine the first time I saw Effenbirds, I was like, that's kind of funny. Just because, like, ah, it's, a chicken said fuck. Like, that's a joke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lovely. No, if you see, if you see one. Like a, what, a lo what a lovely. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where it's very, uh, it's, it's very one dimensional. And the guy who does it, and I want to be clear, the guy who does it, this is very popular. So this resonates with a lot of people. So he has found something to I don't he's found he's found something that he makes that resonates with a lot of people. So for obviously he's not gonna stop doing it. Obviously he's he's gonna keep doing it until he doesn't want to do it or he doesn't want to communicate with people. And to a lot of people, I mean I think our I think our motivations or my motivations are probably an outlier where my motivations are chiefly so I also, to just entertain myself yeah. when I'm making comics and stuff. So that's why when in in you know people don't necessarily always understand the context. I've gotten people writing me and saying uh 
you know, this comic you make, whether it's toothpaste for dinner or married to the sea or whatever, because, uh, uh, you know, I've done like 10, 15 different things over the years. They've said this used to be good. It is no longer good. And now it's bad. And now it's bad because, you know, they they had a change in their life and I've been doing it for 15 or 20 years. So um I'm always just I'm always just doing what I think is funny, and then I oh wait I was telling a story yeah yeah you were I forgot, you were telling I what I was you were doing. talking Sorry. about effing birds is what you started talking about so okay effing birds so I just want to be clear before this point I found it dumb but and this was a while ago this happened like maybe eight months but like innocuous like it happened but it kept popping up again so i was like each time i'd see it like some bird would like the last time you had a good idea it was the 20th fucking century another bird this shit hurts my eyes just like not just corny but just like what are you going like what like i guess there's a bird by a thing i think that's probably why it's popular well and i think i was definitely a little tipsy and I tweeted, man, effing birds and swear trek, not realizing they were by the same guy. Oh, no. I so we are no, I remember this, Ed. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then I'm like, they're so fucking, I'm so bored of this shit or something like that. Like, this is, oh, look at us. Swear trek. Um, I did quote effing birds. Uh, that's probably not great. Um, I don't know what it is, but I can't stand this account or like that Swear Trek one or the Black Metal Cats one. Just some low effort garbage because it is. It is super low effort. I was also 100% like tipsy at the time. I don't think I was drunk, but I just kept seeing it. And I think I saw one after the other. And it's like the Black Metal Cats. I'm not going to look it up. I'll just get angry. But it's like a picture of a cat. And it's black and white. And it's like, whoa, fuck the world. It's like these ones where they are one step above history and images where it's just someone finds an image of history and like Abraham Lincoln's dick. And then they 19, 11. I don't know when he died, probably way before that, but anywho, um, 1860, 1864, so I, or 1865, somewhere in there. I think so you yeah. could look at his dick in 1811. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh no. Oh, and then I get like, yeah. Quote tweeted by this guy. And I I was really, like, weirded out by it because you do it once, fine. You're defending your corner. And I got, much like the Preet people, just the most boring motherfuckers. Like, oh, who are you? Exactly. Like, people saying that, which is my favorite online insult. It's like, what? what, what who cares? It's my fucking opinion. Leave me alone. But I got so many fucking people coming after me. And it kept going. I was like, what the fuck is... What's going on? And the guy was just constantly going on about it. I made one tweet. And this guy fucking... Like a fucking, like, insane... Like, like Gamergate guy was just get, demonizing me for hours. Oh, and he was... he was and hours and then days. He was posting and he was trying to get his readers to to dogpile you is essentially what happened, right? Which is insane because it's like, fuck your birds, man. But also like, leave me alone. Like, and then a friend of mine was like, Hey, you know what? That's that guy's livelihood. The birds thing. Don't attack it. I was like, 
dude, he's lucky I don't go and just bother people I know who have worse dog piles and just dogpile him right back. Mm. But I didn't do it because I'm not a piece of shit. Yeah. He's like, he's not a piece of shit. He's just upset. It's like, fuck no. No, he's he's a piece of shit for this. He can go fuck himself. Well, it- he said, Whoa. And I was actually really, that was, that was like a really weird day of my life where just people on mass being really tepidly mad at me. Uh, Ed, this like is a librarian shushing th- you. For this hours. is absolutely, this is what happened. And, and yours was on a much grander scale, I will say, because the effing birds guy uh, was really laying into you i mean he was posting and he was which is hilarious he was yeah and and just the he was like finding old tweets and and it's it was so bizarre like where i was it like was saying shit. it was so bizarre because uh when you make stuff and you put it online i mean people can say they don't like it it's really weird and and this is again this is my viewpoint. If somebody writes me and they're like, hey, your comics suck, then it's like, well, you saw them and you don't like them. That's normal, right? I don't I don't have anything else to say to them. Like they got angry that they were supposed they somebody suggested them or they saw them and they thought they would like them and they ended up not liking them for some reason and they got mad yeah. or they just want to provoke a reaction because you know they're unhappy or whatever people write me and and say whatever they want to me i don't you know if somebody writes me and they want to talk to me and they want to have a conversation about something or they write me and they're like hey you know i read this thing you made um, I don't, I, I think this makes you look bad, or I think that this, you know, hurt my feelings because X, Y, Z, because you made fun of car mechanics and I'm a car mechanic or whatever. Uh, I, I would certainly have a conversation with somebody, but when somebody says, Hey, fuck you, yeah. you suck. Like there's nothing to say. And also that's totally normal. Like that's basically how men and, 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 you know, to some extent, women interact with stuff online where if they see something and they don't like it, they'll say it sucks and they'll say, fuck you. And you just take it and it doesn't in it, it. And they say, fuck you at you. And you, you leave it be unless you're so crazy insecure that you can't imagine that one or 10 people might not like you. I think also, so I think what it is as well is and my mate oh, go nameless. They were going on about how like it's his livelihood and I went after it. I said, I made one tweet, maybe two, when I responded, probably to the first person I was like, it's a picture of birds. I'm not gonna look it up. It was actually like really like surprisingly upsetting. I don't know why it got to me so much. But not like the original thing, but just how everyone went after me. It was really fucking weird. Oh n- but yeah, and I think it's also a level of the fact I said no effort garbage. Yes, in a kind way, I could if I was being kind, I'd read that as he was just like, it's effort for him. I also think in an unkind way, it's like maybe he realizes it is kind of a big like fucking scam. It's like you put you put the bird, you put like fuck fuck this shit, or like this shit's gonna be bad today by bird. Maybe that's not <laughs> And, and so like, maybe that's not like so I'll no the best. It, no it it's totally it and, is and what it God bless him if he was honest about it. Well, you know it it is what it is, and I, and I'll tell you I had uh, 
so right when I was starting, I was I was starting my comic uh, Married to the Sea. And what I had done originally is I had gone, I was in the public library because this was in 2005, 2006, right? And this was when right. you would still go to the library and check out books and read them. I mean, people still do it now, but not really. And so I was checking out or and all of these books that were these old vintage illustrations. And I was really captivated by them and I thought they were cool. And, uh, you know, I took a bunch of them and scanned them in just for fun. And I like recaption them and put funny stuff on them. And I sent them to my wife and mm-hmm. I sent them to like some yeah. friends and people thought they were funny and I thought they were funny. And I was like, well, shit, I already have a content management system on my web server. I can just set up another site and I can do this whole thing and I can just yeah. make a comic and um, I did it. And one of the first things I did was just, it was a wood cut, meaning it was originally uh, cut into like a block of wood. And then that was duplicated onto, uh, I think, zinc. And then that was what was used to print. But they would actually like, it would be a block of metal and they would run it through a printing press. Anyway, it was a cut and it had a big empty area in the middle because you were supposed to put an advertisement or a store name or something in there. And it was like barrels of whiskey and uh, whiskey glasses and uh, whiskey bottles. Mm-hmm. And it was a whole bunch of of like whiskey and, and rum and gin stuff. And I just put in the middle, it's motherfucking booze time, right? It was not even a joke. Yeah, I, I was that. just making it and putting it out. Well- it's a half of a joke. It's not quite a joke. And the thing that's... You put the booze in the cup. It's booze time because you put, you're having booze. And, time you have booze. Yeah, and so... It's a full joke. It's not, it's not like... This it's, is not like a classic. It is a... I mean, I'm being realistic. It's half of a joke. So it it is... There's pictures of booze and it says, it's motherfucking booze time. So it is literally exactly the the tone of what happens on effing birds because that's a bird and the bird says fuck right and so it really appealed to people people liked it people still say motherfucking booze time in fact if you search for hashtag mfbt on twitter some people have taken that up and they they put that when they're drinking or they're taking a picture of a cocktail or whatever uh i mean on one hand i like that it resonated with people on other uh, I hate that I've sold, you know, 10,000 t-shirts of something that is not a joke. It's not funny to me. I made it and I kind of beefed it out there because people liked the image so much and people were sending it around and I made it into a shirt. We printed the shirt. We just kept selling out of the shirts. So we printed more shirts. It got really popular. And yeah. here's the thing. This is why the the effing birds guy, here's the thing. Here's the thing that's missing, and and you pointed this out, Ed. You pointed this out that all you would have to do is be like, look, I'm just doing this little thing. It is just this little thing. It's this little thing. People like it. It's kind of funny. I like doing it. It's popular. There's no harm in it. If somebody, you know, if you respond to me, and you say I fucking I fucking hate this comic. I don't like toothpaste Listen, for dinner. It looks like shit. Like I don't, I don't have anything like to say to it. I don't like beans on super poop. <laughs> I saw you reuse the Pearl Harbor image on super poop. Yeah, yeah. So I think you use that in another comic. 
what's up with that yeah yeah no it, but it, no, no but with the i also think that there's a degree of it comes down to is if it if it really is low effort and you're just replacing it say uh i think i think it takes some jobs to come up with it but whatever or just like don't respond or respond to me directly and be like fuck you dude like that would be fine. I'd be like, ugh. I'd actually probably have apologized to him. If I, if he'd have just been, like, really upset, I would have definitely taken the tweet down and apologized. Shit. I even think I told my friend to apologize to him because I was like, he was clearly so distraught, even though, like, he should be apologizing to me. Um, And this may start it up again. I don't fucking care. Like, fuck I, I don't think... I'm just like, I don't think... You know what, dude? You're gonna, you're gonna have your... No, but you know what? Someone who like notices one quote tweet and then goes on a tirade, they may. But like, or maybe if it is a lot of effort to do this, Jesus Christ, dude! <laughs> really? <laughs> do an Excel spreadsheet. Type in things like "fuck this shit." This shit's boring. Shit's gonna be bad today. Type do like two thousand of those, and then just automate it. Get the pictures of the birds. Farm that shit out on Mechanical Turk. I, I like just, you know, just, you I don't have you don't have a comedy thing there. I have literally, I have literally taken old illustrations and made it so you know there's a guy and he's being expressive and he says fuck this shit and it's like it's it's still it's but if I told you that was like it's half of a joke and I I admit it's half a joke and if I put it out and people were like lol this is it chief. Like this is not the tea. This is uh, this is lit, and it is fam, and it is bay to me, right? Like this pops off, and uh, it is fucking Xanax, right? They said all the shit, yeah. and they said this is low key AF, and uh, then I made shirt, and, and then I made it's shirts fine. of it. It's the and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will readily, like, I've posted about it in public, and I will readily admit if anybody asks me about motherfucking booze time, it's half of a joke. It's not funny. It's just something that, like, maybe encourages people to be unhealthy with their consumption levels of alcohol, which is a. You know, it makes you feel good. It lowers your inhibitions. It makes your anxiety feel better. It's also a carcinogen. It also causes people to have antisocial behavior sometimes. And uh, it contributes yeah. to a lot of deaths. The basic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I made, coincidentally. Okay. So, coinc- we'll, co- we'll close it off yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. Coincidentally, Ed, and uh, uh, I'll, I'll just yeah. tack this on as, as an epilogue. I made uh, an illustration that was very similar to that. And it used the same font. And it said, alcoholism is not a joke and nobody liked it and i never saw it again it- <laughs> that's a joke that's rude that's just like oh it is a joke no so um also some of your funniest things like super poop was on there right now is like walk mr buttons just walk it's a beautiful day doesn't that make you want to speed up a little bit and it's just her pulling well what looks like her pulling a like a cash register through the seat, the seat. Yeah, that was very funny. Yeah, like that gets me. But also, if I told you that was like boring, you wouldn't be like, hey, "Get out of my fucking f- you piece of shit." <laughs> it's, it's not a direct attack on your person. No, but okay. So pre bar though, as we pre B P B that guy, PB, I yeah, yeah, who he was yeah, yeah P B. So he quotes me and goes, "Read the rest of the tweets." I assume, I assume he talks like. Anton Shiger. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> no oh, country no for old men. Read the, yeah. Read the read the rest of the. <laughs> that's it. I'm 100 stealing a joke there. That's oh, is it Shrek Pisslow? There's someone on Twitter who made a video of he like really badly dubbed over Anton Sugar talking to the guy with the I ain't like no country for old men. He's talking to him, he goes. The tea has been spilled. Yeah, yeah. Or cancelled. Yeah. Like, that's very funny. Yeah. But moving on from that. So he does this, yeah, read the rest of the tweets. And then he, like, finds, like, one tweet that I made. Where I was like, Bradley Cooper with lots of O's. We went over why I did that last episode. Yeah. He's like, yeah, when you run out of stuff to tweet. And I had an entire day of some of the most boring motherfuckers. Like... I'd call it dunking if they got any air. Yeah. Just like <laughs> tapping me on the side, tapping me on the side of the head with the basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because like, and like, the, but what's great about those, this is a great place to, I'm trying to find some of the tweets, but oh yeah. Also, I forgot I responded to him. Very cool. Looking forward to the replies on this. Like I knew what was fucking happening. I knew uh, how exactly where this was going. Yeah. My favorite thing with this is the people like just very, it's all like donut Twitter, like people like centrist types, people who are still with her, that kind of thing. Yeah. Lightly tapping me in the head with the basketball and lots of people saying like, who are you? Who are you? My funniest thing with that, by the way, is just to go, who are you? <laughs> and they, they don't know that's, what to say. Just, that's just like, absolutely. That's absolutely perfect. And, and, and I'll tell you one last thing. Uh, I was at my local library's used book sale. So what they do is when they're getting rid of books, when they're getting rid of books, they sell them and they're like a quarter or 50 cents or something. Anyway, there was a humor section and the humor section of the books they were getting rid of was almost completely empty except for like 10 Dilbert books. And I took a picture of it. I took, did you see this? Oh, I yeah. took a picture of it, no, but just the Dilbert involved the the Dilbert thing. Look, we'll we'll have to talk about Dilbert one of these days because I think it's a, a definite symptom of of how bad the future is and how bad online is. But uh, yep, I said Elmau at Scott Adams because so I tagged him and I said oh, the no. library is getting rid of all your books, and uh, I just I wanted. I just wanted to tag him in and I was like, I think he'll probably respond. And he did respond. And you know what he said? And he said, no, I write books faster than the library can discard them, which was the perfect, the perfect response. Look, I, I don't go around trying to, uh, trying to shit on people, but the guy from Dilbert, uh, will post he's like a huge racist yeah he's he's a huge racist and he's a classist and and he's a misogynist and and all these ists he's basically a a horrible person who literally lives in a dilbert shaped castle uh look it up if you have some time and you want to get mad or you're at work and you're already mad but uh so his response to me was basically, uh, and I got just like you got, I, I got a few people, probably 10 or 12 people, uh, with a, who are you? Uh, oh yeah. What have you written? Uh, I, and people 
saying things to me like I I suppose you've made funny comics, which uh, I'm not going to respond to that. You know, that's fine. They they like Scott Adams or whatever. But uh, he responded to me. And so his response sure. was yeah. that uh, his response was, I shit out so much Dilbert that the library oh, look, can't so easy to do. the library can't throw it away fast enough that. <laughs> So, yeah. so what he was but saying, this yeah. thing though, my favorite, yeah. But my favorite thing with it, by far, is whenever this happens, yeah, any, any time that anyone gets mad at me through this kind of thing, there is always one person who shows what I believe a lot of them think, which is the, I like. There is a really pervasive thing in the way that a lot of these people deal, a lot of centrists deal with immigration, that there are good immigrants and bad immigrants. Yeah, yeah. And the the ones that kind of break the law, because there's a tragedy to a lot of these stories you're seeing, like the Muslim man who was arrested in Texas, and he was forced to, he was only given pork, despite the fact that he's Muslim. Oh. And that story is tragic, and the truth is he outstayed a visa once. You either have to, they, and these people on some level believe that story is tragic, but you know he broke the law. That's what they don't like. Yeah. Instead, yeah. they should be like, there should you should if you're in the fucking green card process and you outstayed your visa to be with the person you're marrying, that's fine. Like it's like fuck it. Most like all as long as you don't like come straight into the country. I don't know. Like all immigration is good. I'm an immigrant. Fuck it. But without fail, every time I get involved in some conversation with one of these fucking centrist types, or like I'm centrist adjacent and the people who like fucking tweet it's Mullah time like these people get involved but there's always one who says something like and i quote do you have any idea how many brits have overstayed their visas in the u.s because britain is a third world country what's important here is that the natural attack on me is always you are an immigrant get out of my country because you said something to the person i like you said a thing negative to person i like that makes you an illegal now, I always respond with, by the way, I'm not even an immigrant anymore. I'm actually a, technically a legal permanent resident. I'm a taxpayer. I'm a job creator. And they say, and what I loved about this conversation was it's one of the few times I've ever actually got someone to quit tweeting at me because I caught them doing something. Oh, no. Really? He said... It was beautiful. No, I was actually like shocked. I was. And by the way, this guy's uh, profile, the profile text is hashtag I'm with her, hashtag scammer Trump. Oh, wow. Just, just, just great. And yeah, this is the one time I've ever seen someone just stop tweeting because I got him. And he said, so you're not a citizen. When's the last time a PR could vote? Actually, since you were so dumb, I should have gone after him and said, do you mean Puerto Rico? But anyway, um, and he said, I was referring to Britain as the third world island and said, wait, so you're suggesting that my opinion as resident is irrelevant, that immigrants don't have a voice? That's weird. And he says, your opinion criticizing Preet Bahara is ridiculous. And since you are not a citizen, your opinion will never count on the ballot box. And I said, never, unless I become a citizen, and my opinion still counts, and I didn't even criticize him, you weird xenophobe. <laughs> Gets the point, he said, I never... And then we get down a few because I'm just poking him at this point. Yeah, I'm trying to yeah, get him mad yeah. enough to like call me a slur or something just because you get the screenshot and that's you, you just that's all folks. Yeah, there you go. But I said, I made a joke. Please tell me why you suggested I'm an illegal immigrant. He said, I never suggested you're an illegal immigrant. Quote me. I respond with, here we go. 
And it's, do you have any idea how many Brits have overstayed their visas in the US because Britain is a third world country? And he has not responded. Oh, no. I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. Maybe something happened to him. <laughs> nope, he's fine. Ordered via Grubhub. Driver was pathetic. Wrote a nasty review about Driver. Get apology email from Mark Killick with a let's make it up to you free delivery code. Clicked on code and minimum order went up to 20 bucks for every order. Even ones that have no minimum order. Uber Eats. Oh, man. Did he run out of characters? We have 200. I just love that there are people. We have 280 yeah, now. Yeah, you're. On, dudes. It, just, that's a hell of a complaint. That's so much complaint. You should be able to fit it in, right? Also, just like if they suck, let's just give them, give them three, four stars. Don't give them one. And then like complain. And you, with DoorDash, you can just be like, this item is missing. And they automatically give you the credit. Yeah. The life hack for you there. Um, anyway, to wrap this up, I know we talk a lot about Twitter. And the reason we do is Twitter is faster so we can generate more material. If you go looking on Facebook, it's actually quite slow, even when you have a lot of profiles, unless you actively go and like friend people specifically to get shit out of them. Oh, yeah. Which I'm never going to do. No. Twitter, they bring it to you. It's like a concierge. Like a bespoke shithead service. I really think it's marvelous for that. But I will say something. Here's how I'm actually going to close off this episode. Uh, my article about Gamer went on Deadspin. Big thing about the movie Gamer. I have to say, the commenters on Deadspin are so fucking nice. Oh, are they They're really? Lovely. This is a... Yeah, like, I don't see one fucking person. There was one person who tweeted at me on Twitter. They were like, it's fucking so the movie sucks, it's stupid. Just ignore that one. All of these people are like, this is really, they have like, a, even the ones who don't agree, like, have a discussion. Yeah. It's like the only thing. And it's really weird because if you post about sports, and I've done two sports articles, they get very mad. But I guess, like, it's a movie discussion forum. That's great. And that's where I'm ending it. I got nothing else to say, just like, I'm glad people were nice to me when I wrote, because whenever I write stuff, that's where I'm super sensitive because I put a lot of heart and soul into what I write. Like my PR stuff, you're like, you're the dumbest motherfucker. I'm like, yep, I'm stupid. <laughs> my article's kind of bad. I will fucking like, I will just like punch through a wall. Oh yeah, and anyway, that's and, how that's all I have to say for this entire fucking episode. Yeah, and and you know, listen, if you're uh, uh, if you're out there and you have the uh, and and you have the urge to write to somebody and say, uh. Hey, look, you fucking suck. Uh, think about it. Are are you leaving? Are you doing the equivalent of leaving a one star review? Because, you know, if you get mad at something and Ed, you just pointed this out, you know, if not everything is perfect, you know, leave a four star review. Did you eat? You know, was the food cold? Give them three stars. You don't necessarily have to tell people. That they that they fucking suck, and you know if if you hit somebody like, you know Ed said uh, whether it's Preet Bharara, the former uh, the former Attorney General, or you hit somebody who just has a little thing where they just make little pictures and they're dumb, uh, it it might not be worth a, a fuck you. So uh, 
you know, maybe give some say fuck. Get, fuck the future. Fuck the future, exactly. The future and and listen, if if you have to say fuck you to anything, I I think Ed, you're right. It's the future. Uh listen, thank you again, all 20 of you, for listening. This has been episode 20 of FTF Podcast, formerly Fuck the future. Uh, thank you, Steve Jobs, for dying without ever giving any money to charity, unlike uh, unlike Bill Gates or anybody else, never divesting any of Apple's profits into, bitch. into anything philanthropic. I'm sorry you decided to drink fruit juice instead of take treatment for your disease. Uh, again, Ed is at Ed Zitron on Twitter, spelled like it sounds, and I'm Damn at it. I'm at Drew Toothpaste. Thanks. I'm going to close it with this. I get a notification. Someone responds, how to ruin a film review with no nonsense socialist philosophizing. Well, <laughs> please delete the episode. That, that's, it. that's it. All right. Thank you, everyone. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll talk to you next time.